0: this morning, we bless your name. We thank you because your word says better is the end of a thing than the beginning thereof. Ancient of days, King of glory, we worship you. Immortal, invincible God, we glorify your name. Father, we thank you for what you are doing in this conference thank you for the shift lord thank you for bringing us into a new season we give you praise we give you glory lord god we ask today that you will have your way and you will glorify the name of jesus let no life leave this place the same way they came Oh God Do eternal works in our lives Lord I pray That you will Stretch forth your mighty hand Over this church And there will be a shift For this church A shift in the Direction of destiny In the name Of Jesus Father we give you glory Father we give you Praise In Jesus name we have worship. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Let's be seated in God's presence. Hallelujah. I want to give thanks to God tonight, uh, this morning for the privilege to be here again and to bring God's word. I want to appreciate especially our pastor and his lovely wife, Pastor Jeffrey. Uh, thank you for bringing me to Swansea, my first time in Wales. Praise God. God will honor you uh, and your labor of love in the kingdom of God shall not be in vain. The Lord will meet you and your household at the point of your need. In the name of Jesus. I want to appreciate Pastor Dr. Shola. Amen. Where is his face? I saw him just now. Hallelujah. Right. I know him as Dr. Samson. (laughs) Amen. We met in Hong Kong when he was doing his postgraduate and uh, thank God for what the Lord is doing in his life and his family. God bless him so much and his lovely wife. I want to appreciate everyone that is here today. God has been blessing us. God has been doing great things for us um, since the beginning of this meeting, since Friday, and today the Bible says blessed is the end of a thing, I mean better is the end of a thing than the beginning thereof. So I believe God that today God will do uh, a great work, something that for the rest of your life you will remember in the name of Jesus. Let's get our writing materials ready, and I will speak it on a very important topic today very briefly, and then I want us to pray. I sense so much in my heart that God wants our eyes to be opened to another dimension of spiritual warfare. God wants our eyes to be opened to another dimension of spiritual warfare. I'm someone who believes so much in prayer. I believe so much in contending in the place of prayer. So please, make sure that no one distracts you or hinders you or disturbs you this morning in any way. If your neighbor is going to distract you, you can relocate And move somewhere else. You can even come and sit on the altar here. Glory be to God, because what is going to happen today is unique. Second Corinthians chapter two verse eleven, and Second Corinthians chapter two ten verses three and four. Second Corinthians chapter two verse eleven. Let's start from there. Second Corinthians 2 Corinthians 2.11 1 to go lest Satan should get an advantage of us for we are not ignorant of his devices Now I want the whole church to read with me this morning, the whole church Let's read together 1 to go lest Satan should get an advantage of us for we are not ignorant of his devices, Second Corinthians chapter ten, verses three and four, and we are all going to read together. Second Corinthians chapter ten, verses three and four. One, to go. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. Verse four. Verse four. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but mighty true God to the pulling down of strongholds. I believe God this morning, that strongholds will be pulled down in the mighty name of Jesus. Whatever God has not planted in your life will be uprooted. Whatever God has not planted in your bodies will be uprooted in the mighty name of Jesus. Every work of the enemy shall be destroyed in the name of Jesus. I will be speaking this morning on the topic dealing with powers behind the scenes. Dealing with powers behind the scenes—that is, dealing with the powers who walk behind the scenes—and I'm going to take three examples from scriptures. The Bible says, lest Satan should get an advantage of us. So one thing the enemy does is to get an advantage of people. Advantage of believers. And in any way the enemy is getting an advantage. There shall be a visitation from God this morning. In the mighty name of Jesus. And things are going to be turned around in Jesus' name. I'll take the first case, and that will be the case of Samson. In Judges chapter 16, we know how Samson fell. But let's look at Judges 16 from verse 20. Judges 16 from verse 20 to 24. Judges 16 from verse 20 to 24. The Bible says, and she said, the Philistines be upon thee, Samson, and he awoke out of his sleep and said, I will go out as at other times before and shake myself, and he wished not that the Lord was departed from him. Verse 21 verse 21. But the Philistines took him and put out his eyes and brought him down to Gaza and bound him with fetters of brass and he did grind in the prison house. Verse 22. Quickly. Verse 22. How be it the hair of his head began to grow again after he was shaven. Verse 23. Quickly. Verse 23. Then the lords of the Philistines gathered them together for to offer a great sacrifice unto Dagon their God and to rejoice for they said our God had delivered something our enemy into our hands verse 24 verse 24 and when the people saw him they praised their God for they said our God had delivered into our hands our enemy and the destroyer of our nation which slew many of us. Now, when you read the story of Samson, and how Samson ultimately fell, and was captured, and was tortured by the Philistines, what has always come to our minds, is that Samson fell because of Delilah. We have always seen Delilah as the culprit, as the one that made Samson to fall. But when you look at this narrative in verse 23 and 24, it seems as if what made Samson to fall was beyond Delilah. Delilah therefore happens to be the front, but there was something behind the scene that was working on Samson that made Samson to fall because in verse 23 go back there again the bible says that the lords of the philistines gathered them together to for to offer a great sacrifice unto their god their god not a great sacrifice i mean not a small sacrifice but a great sacrifice to who to Dagon god their god and they said and to rejoice for they said our god hath delivered something our enemy into our hands i thought it was delilah that brought something down something down but the bible says the lords of the philistines they knew better they knew that it wasn't delilah They knew that there was a power that was walking behind the scenes. And Delilah was just the front that was presented. But behind there was a power. And verse 24 also confirmed that even the Philistines also rejoiced. And they praised their God. God. And they said, our God has made something our enemy to fall. Now, for the loss of the Philistines to have gone to offer sacrifices unto Dagon, it shows that before Samson fell, they must have consulted Dagon. Because the sacrifices that they offered to Dagon here was to appreciate Dagon for what Dagon did. So before Delilah will ever come upon the scene, the lords of the Philistines must have gone to Dagon and they must have consulted with Dagon and Dagon must have told them, don't worry, I will get something for you. I'm praying for someone here this morning. That whatever force is being consulted, whatever power is being consulted against your life and destiny, I command those forces to be scattered in the mighty name of Jesus. I thought your amen would be the loudest. Please, this morning, when it is time to pray, pray. When it is time to shout, shout. When it is time to say amen, say amen. Samson's fate was already doomed before Delilah showed up on the scene. His matter was already finished before Delilah showed up on the scene. They just needed Delilah as a font. But beyond that, some work have gone on behind the scene in the realm of the spirit and the lords of the Philistines knew that it was a matter of time. Something will be caught. They knew that. They knew that. Why? Because they had consulted the power. And that was why that the Bible says when Samson fell, they offered the sacrifice. You know, we have always looked at Samson as a gullible, weak man who couldn't keep spiritual secrets. Because God have told him the secret of his power. God told his parents, before the parents were, before he was born, that it would be a Nazarite unto God. No razor must come upon his head. And Samson knew this was his secret. I've always wondered, how come this man will know that this is his secret? And at the same time, he will still divulge the secret out. I thought it was Delilah that was that powerful. That the first time, if she failed, the second time she failed, the laws of the Philistines were hanging around. They knew it was a matter of time. So it wasn't that something was weak. No! A force was working on him. I pray for you today. Any power unleashed... To make you fall into error. In the name that is above every name. The name of Jesus. Let those forces be scattered in the name of Jesus. Say with me this morning. I will not fall into error. Say one more time. Say I will not fall into error. Karabashatabash. With all the anointing and the grace that was upon Samson, Samson fell. Why? Dagon was walking on him. Dagon was walking on him. You know, don't you look at how people fall into some errors in life and they make some dangerous mistakes? and they lose everything they have ever labored for and some people lose their lives don't you wonder how some marriages just break and end up how some children just turn out to be you know to, to be to be funny children to be to be to be a funny in life don't you wonder how some patterns just get repeated hear me there are hours walking behind the sea. I'm sure if something have understood this, that day God was at work against him, something would not have walked into that trap. He didn't know. Don't joke with the spiritual root of things don't. Don't joke. Don't joke with the spiritual root of things. Don't just take everything at face level. There are issues of life that you don't take at face level. You need to understand that something is working behind the scene. I want you to pray a prayer. Karaba Shataba. Say after me, say every sacrifice. Every offering, every ritual, every altar raised against my life and destiny to walk against me, to push me into error. You are a liar. I command you, scatter in the name of Jesus. I command you, scatter in the name of Jesus. Lift up your voice and pray. Zakotoposhikapa rakatapa rakata pa Come and pray, say every demonic consultation against my life, against my destiny, against my children, against my career, against my health, in the mighty name of Jesus, I command you scatter. Catch fire in the mighty name of Jesus. Rakoto sheketepa. Rabakatapa. rakoto sheketeba. rakoto payanaba. Come on, pray, 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 pray. Lekoto payanaba. You have one more minute to pray. One more minute to pray. One more minute to pray. Rakoto sheketepa. Likotopa. Rakoto. In Jesus name we pray. Now we are still praying. Now when you look at this case. The physical font. Presented was who? Delilah. But behind Delilah. Who was walking? Dagon. I was preaching in a university many years ago. You see, we need to really watch out for the fronts that the enemy present. This young lady came for healing. She contacted a very strange disease. The disease was such that she had gone to every hospital. They've done all kinds of tests. She she couldn't get healed. And how did it happen? There was a power working that wanted to finish her. She didn't know. And then she met some group of young girls who are their her friend, and then they began to rap together. And they say, yeah, "You, twenty-fourth century, at your age, you don't have a boyfriend. You are still a virgin. No, no, no. You cannot be part of us." And in an attempt to belong to their group, she didn't know it was a setup of the enemy. To belong to their group. She to join them. They arranged a boy for her. Slept with the boy. Contacted a strange disease. And her wound began to decay from inside. Strange disease. Hear me. Any front that the enemy is presenting. To use to walk behind. Sometimes it is friends or friends. There are many people in prison today that is friends. There are many on drugs today, drug addicts, that the enemy just brought a friend. We know the story of a popular African-American woman, musician. How did the enemy finish her? You know, she started from the church. She started singing, but then she met this guy. They got married, introduced her to drugs. You know the story. And... That was it. Her life never remained the same again. People tried to rescue her. But along the line she died. The only daughter she had. Also died of drugs. And her lineage was erased. A front came. A front. Mothers, fathers. Pray for your children. (laughs) They won't meet a, a satanically inspired front. (laughs) A satanically inspired front Whose assignment is to lead them into error Lift up your voice Say my father I believe you can do better than that Say my father Every front That the enemy has presented To lead me into error Oh God arise let them be scattered now in the name of jesus come and pray for yourself come and pray for your children pray for your husband pray for your wife is somebody praying? Is somebody pray? Rakotopayakatapa. Rakatapa. Let the front catch fire. Echotapaya. Let it catch fire. Ekotopaya. Riko Topashata. Rappa kotopa. Rakatapa. Rekotopayadaba. Rekotopa. Rekotopaya. Rappa katapa. Rekotopaya. Adababa. It's a yenebosta. Recotopayanaba. Epoco to pay them. Is somebody pray? 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 Rakata payadaba. Fire of God. Tear off the front. Radaba yene Opa Rakata I pray for myself, for my wife, for my children, for my ministry. Oh God. Every front presented by the enemy. Catch fire, catch fire, catch fire, catch fire, catch fire, catch fire, echo paya. Rada Baba Shata, Katapa, pasta. In Jesus' name we pray. I want you to shout this after me. Say, I shall not fall into error. <laughs> Say, my children shall not fall into error. In the name of Jesus. Have your seats for a minute. Please. Please. Pray this morning. Pray. Life is more than what you think. It's more than that. Go with me to the book of Esther. Let's look at case number two. Esther chapter three. Esther chapter three from verse five. Esther chapter 3 from verse 5. You won't fall into error. No. You will not fall. You will not fall. The front, they are prepared to pull you down. It won't materialize. <laughs> now, the Bible says, And when heaven saw that Mordecai bowed not, nor did him reverence. Then was Haman full of wrath. Verse six. Verse six. Quickly. Let's move on. And he thought, come to lay hands on Mordecai alone, for they had showed him the people of Mordecai. Wherefore Haman sought To destroy all the Jews that were throughout the whole kingdom of Asuerus. Even the people of Mordecai. Verse 7. Verse 7. Quickly. Let's move on. In the first month. That is the month Nisan. In the 12th year of King Asuerus. They cast Paul. That is the Lord before Haman from day to day and from month to month to the twelfth month that is the month Ada. Verse 8, quickly. Let's move on quickly. And a man said unto King Asuerus, There is a certain people scattered abroad and dispersed among the people in all the provinces of thy kingdom, and their laws are diverse from all people, neither keep they the king's laws. Therefore, it is not for the king's profit to suffer them. Verse 9, quickly, 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 verse 9. And if it please the king, let it be written that they may be Destroyed, and I will pay ten thousand talents of silver to the hands of those that have the charge of the business to bring it into the king's treasuries. Verse ten, quickly, verse ten. And the king took his ring from his hand and gave it unto Haman, the son of Amadatta, the Agagite, the Jews' enemy. Verse eleven. And the king said unto Haman, The silver is given thee, the people also to do with them as it seemeth good to thee. Now, go back to verse 7. A man wanted to destroy all the Jews. And this was the kingdom of Persia. And in the kingdom of Persia, remember, in Esther chapter 1, when the first uh, when um, avasti was going to be removed you remember that the king didn't decide alone he had to call his counselors and said this is what has happened what are we going to do glory be to god and they said well let us have it removed let's look for somebody else so for you to understand that even though the king was powerful the king had a council of advisers who will advise him decisions to take. So when Haman wanted to kill the Jews, all the Jews in the province, he knew it would be a difficult task for him to talk to the king and for the king to agree. Because this matter will be discussed. And the advisors might raise objections. But look at what Haman did before he went to talk to the king. Verse 7. Verse 7. Read with me. In the first month, that is the month Nisan, in the twelfth year of King Asuerus, they cast Paul, that is the Lord, before Haman from day to day. And from month to month, to the twelfth month, that is the month Ada. Now, before he went to talk to the king, because he knew that this was going to be a task that was serious for the king to agree with him to kill millions of Jews all over the provinces, just like that, Haman didn't just go. He went to consult the oracle. The word poor there means oracle. And the Bible says, He consulted the oracle from the first day of the first month to the last day of the 12th month. That means for 365 days. How many days? 365 days He was going to consult the oracle that would defined for Him and divine for Him. Every day. At least if you don't know how people. Or consult oracles. You will have watched from African movies. That people don't go to oracles ordinarily. You must take an offering. Or a sacrifice. Now can you imagine. Going to meet the oracle. With offerings and sacrifices. For 365 days. Now imagine he pastor jeffrey tells us for the next 365 days we will be meeting in church to pray every evening one hour i'm sure after two weeks some of us are going to say pastor this is too much now are we the one that killed jesus This man understood how serious this assignment was. And he couldn't go without a spiritual backup. Let somebody say spiritual backup. Hey! You need backup. Oh. <laughs> and after consulting, now what was he looking for? He was looking for the oracle to tell him the date. What? The date. Just the date. The date that the forces in the spirit realm will align. Such that by the time he talks to the king, the king will not be able to say no. No. <laughs> And after 365 days of consultation, the oracle gave him a date. How do we know? Because by the time he spoke to the king, and Mudekaya sent a message to Esther to talk to the king. What did Esther say? He said, "Well, this is not a time—the time for me to see the king. If I go in to see the king at this time, I shall be beheaded." No one enters to see the king at this time. So in the realm of the spirit, the matter was arranged in such a way that Esther, who could have influenced the king, will be shut out until all the executions are carried out before Esther will be able to meet the king. And watch this. As at this time, the Bible says, Esther had not told anybody, a nationality. So even Haman didn't know that Esther was a Jew. But the oracle knew that there is somebody in the palace that can hinder this. We have to shut her out. I pray for you. Anyone consulting oracles because of you, anyone making consultations because of your destiny as the lord lifted, whatever they consulted against you let it backfire upon them today in the name of jesus let it backfire today in the name of jesus so the matter was told the king. He went to meet the king. And the king didn't ask any questions. He didn't say let's set up a committee. Let's look into this matter. What have these people done? That that they should all be put to death. And Mordecai. I mean him, man, Offered to pay 10,000 talents of silver. You know what? The king said you don't have to pay the money. I will pay the money. Something was working on the king. What was working on him? The oracle. The man had consulted the oracle. And the oracle was walking behind the scenes. And Esther was already shut out of this discussion. Esther couldn't come in to intervene for the people of Israel. Now watch this. The moment Esther knew what was going on. Go with me. In the book of Esther, chapter 4, from verse 15, Esther, chapter 4, verse 15. Let's look at the response of Esther. When Esther knew, the Bible says, "Then Esther bade them return Mordecai. This answer, verse sixteen. Read verse sixteen with me. Verse sixteen, quickly. One, two, go. He says, "Go, gather together all the Jews that are present in Shushan and fast ye for me. Neither eat nor drink three days, night or." I also and my maidens will fast likewise and so will I go in unto the king which is not according to the law and if I perish I perish the moment has start Discern that what is happening is not just ordinary, that what is happening is not just physical, that something has been unleashed in the realm of the spirit. Esther knew that this battle is not with flesh and blood. Esther knew that this battle is not about Haman, it's about the oracle that has been consulted. Esther said, let's take this battle from the physical let's take it to the next dimension the dimension of the spiritual if he has started from there let me also join him there hear me church a lot of things you are facing a lot of people rising against is beyond them it's beyond them it's beyond them baraba. La, la, la. i was preaching a redeemed church city of light in festac some years back and a young lady came for prayers she's finished school no job no husband she's tried done everything nothing was working so she was in a meeting like this we prayed together and the power of god came upon her weeks later i was invited for this a program in the same church and she came to testify she said after the prayer she went home and had a dream. And in that dream, she found herself in a her family house. And she was in chains. You know, in hands and feet. And she said, she looked around, she saw elderly people that sat in a circle. And she was brought into the center. And two of the elderly people, a man and a woman stood up. And they began to accuse her to all the others and they began to accuse her and then she woke up and she began to pray and when she prayed and believed God something happened within weeks those two elderly people that were accusing her suddenly died and after that she said three brothers how many brothers three brothers came to propose to her and the three of them said they they must marry her and it became an issue now what are we talking about there was an accusation in the realm of the spirit against her from getting married and she did not know she thought it was physical but when it was handled in the realm of the spirit there was a release About 10 years ago, 12 years ago, 11 years, I can't remember, I was preaching in Glasgow for pastoralology. And on the last day, there was this young lady that came in Nigeria. She came to study here and was going back. This testimonies all over Glasgow. And she had finished study. Those days you walk, you finish school, and then you can stay for two years. Ah, uh, yeah. So I you know, she came, she was invited by a friend. She had finished studies. She wanted to get a job. She couldn't get a job. She wanted to get married. She couldn't get married. So she decided to go back to Nigeria after staying two years. So she bought a one-way ticket that would be leaving from Heathrow. So on the last day of the meeting like this, her friend invited her for the meeting. I didn't know that, know her. But when she was testifying, she said, as I was ministering, that I walked into the congregation, brought her, and lay hands on her, and started praying for her. I didn't know what I prayed about. After the meeting, that same Sunday, she still came to London, because she already had a ticket. So, her belief was that when she gets back to Nigeria, the prayer will work there. Amen. So she bought She came to London and she would need to stay for a few days with her friend before her flight from Egypt. And within those few days, she met another Nigerian guy, a PhD student, who had been praying to God for a wife. In three months, they got married. The last time I saw her, they were married with a child. Paper sorted out, everything sorted out from that one encounter. Now, listen to me. Like in this case, there were forces in the realm of the spirit. To how she farewell, well when they are not just lucky, getting a job or getting married. When I get back to Nigeria, things will work. But when the battle was taken from the natural to the supernatural realm, things began to realign. Church! The Bible said, though we walk in the flesh, we do not walk. After the flesh. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord. Be strong. The race is to the one that is strong spiritually. Be strong! As that took the battle from the natural and took the battle to the spiritual. If that is where a man is starting from and consulting from, I will also go there. And after three days of fasting, she went to meet the king. Instead of the king to ask that they should cut off her head, the king said no. And then, you know the rest of the story God turned things around. The gallows that Haman prepared for Mordecai, it was Haman that hung on the gallows. Whatever the enemy has prepared for you and your family, it shall fall upon them in the name of Jesus. It shall fall upon them in the name of Jesus. It shall fall upon them in the name of Jesus. There are individuals here this morning and watching this morning from all over the world that heaven is waiting on you to take the battle to the realm of the spirit. It's beyond here. It's beyond here. It's beyond here. That door you've been knocking that refuses to open is beyond here. It's beyond here. That trouble maritally. It be, it's beyond here. Esther said, I'm not going to confine myself into this place. I am going beyond this place. I am going beyond this realm. I am taking the battle to the other level. How many people are ready this morning to join me? As we take the battle beyond the physical realm. (laughs) Because in this conference it is shift conference. And what it means is that you shouldn't be in this three days meeting and a shift not happen in your life. No. No. You shouldn't be under this anointing and you are not moved by the power of God in the right you shouldn't be here, and still after this meeting, you are still saying the same thing. Still crying the same cry. Still sharing the same story. Sicknesses must be uprooted. Jesus shared a parable. A man planted good seed in Matthew 13 in his field. Bible said, while men slept, the enemy went and sowed tears. And when the the enemy went his way, and the servants of the man said, sir, did we not plant good seed here? How come the tares also? He said, an enemy has done it. And you know what? The servants said to him, they said, sir, should we go and uproot them? What does that mean? It means anything the enemy plants can be uprooted. Anything. Anything, so cancer can be uprooted because it's the enemy that planted it. So marital delays and troubles can be uprooted. Growth in the body can be uprooted. Are you still here with me? They said, "Should we go and uproot them? Should we go and uproot them so they can be uprooted?" They be a prototype. They can't be a protein. They can't be, can be a protein. That power that is bringing difficulty. That spirit of impossibility. That is traveling down in your dna in your bloodline it can be uprooted it can be stopped over your life over your children it can be uprooted in the name of jesus let's look at one more case and then we want to pray Shift must happen. I don't know who I'm speaking to this morning, but there is someone in this place. You've been encycled, you can feel it every direction you try to push, you meet resistance. You push here, resistance. You push here, resistance. You push here, resistance. An encirclement of the enemy. Today, that siege is broken. In the name of Jesus. As the Lord lifted, I declare... The siege is broken now! 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 In the name of Jesus! First Samuel, chapter 17. We read the story of David and Goliath. Talabakoto Sukopushtiba. Send your power. Holy ghost power. (laughs) Send your power again. Hallelujah. Holy ghost power. First Samuel 17 from verse 43. David was confronting Goliath. Goliath was a giant. David was just an ordinary young boy. 17 year old boy. And he came with a catapult. He came with what? A catapult. Goliath was dressed in armor of brass. He was huge. He had someone carrying his shield ahead of him. His spear was like a weaver's beam. Fully armed. Man of war from his youth. And for 40 days, he had defied Israel. You know, it seems as if there is something about 40. Because when you look through the scriptures, once number 40 is reached, things change. The rain fell in Genesis, in the time of Noah. For how many days? 40 days. And what happened? One world order was eliminated. A new order started. Moses went to the mountain and he was there for how many days? 40 days. By the time he came down, he came with the tables of the commandment. A dispensation that was before ended. A new dispensation. The dispensation of law started. After how many days? 40 days. Elijah! He had to travel in the strength of that food for how many days? 40 days. And after 40 days, he had a voice of God, had the key, and God gave him express instruction go anoint this one, anoint this one, anoint this one. And after that, he was taken up to heaven, and a dispensation ended, and the ministry of Elijah and the kings began. Jesus, 40 days in the wilderness, he came back in the power of the Spirit. And when he rose from the dead, he appeared to the disciples for how many days? 40 days. After that, he went to heaven and the Holy Ghost came down. Dispensation of law started. I mean, ended. Dispensation of grace began. The New Testament church was born. Something happens after 40 days maybe that's why they say a fool at 40 is also a fool forever it's like if you can reach 40 and nothing has happened then it seems that person has a problem 40 days goliath challenged the army of israel and you can imagine on the 48th day, Goliath was coming with his armor bearer who was carrying his shield and his, his spear was like a weaver's beam. And then he was dressed with child, I mean, with coat of mail and he was dressed, you know, with all kinds of gadgets. And then a 17-year-old boy with a catapult, a sling, no armor, nothing, came to challenge him. Remember this. Saul was the tallest man in Israel. The Bible said from his shoulder upwards, he was taller than any man. So Saul must have been a seven-footer to be the tallest man in Israel. And he was and the one anointed to destroy the Philistines. That was why he was anointed. He had all the coat of mail. He had everything. He had the height and he was experienced as a warrior. He couldn't face Goliath. And Goliath knew all this. The moment Goliath saw David, like the Yorubas will say, "Omo my own, should you lesson? This is not ordinary. If the king can come, all of them can come. This boy, no protection. Nothing. Ordinary sling and five stones. Look at what he said. 1st Samuel 17, 43. 1st Samuel 17, 43. I want us to read together. The whole church. One to go. And the Philistine said unto David, Am I a dog that thou camest to me with staffs? And the Philistine cursed David by his God. The moment he saw David, he knew that something was backing David up. Immediately in spite of all his physical armor, he quickly switched. He began to invoke the gods of the Philistines to deal with David because he knew this boy can't just be ordinary. He switched. I thought he would go in the fullness of his mind. Goliath was smart enough to switch. And some of us are yet to switch. We still think, oh, if I can press more, if I can do this more, maybe, maybe if I can, if I can, if I can. Tap your neighbor in the shoulder. Say, it is time to switch. It is time to switch. It is time to switch. Look for somebody ready for the miraculous. Tell him it is time to switch. It is time to switch. It is time to switch. There is a portion that God has given you in this land. But you will need to switch to get it. Because some people have switched hundreds of years ago. And they have it. Are you still here with me? I was preaching in one of the cities here. I won't mention. There is this kind of religious people there. And I was talking to my pastor friend. He said, you can't believe that these people, they own most of the properties in this town. I said, wow. He said, but there is something he has noticed. He said they have these elderly people among them that they appear to, you know, not doing anything, and they go around the city every day, walking around. Begin and you just notice their mouth is moving, and they're moving all over the city. He said you can't believe most of the properties there they own it. What is switch? They have switched. They knew it's beyond salary, <laughs> they knew it's beyond desire to own property. No, they knew they had to take over first from the realm of the spirit. It seems the people of the world understand this. Don't you see Jezebel? When Jezebel, if you read first Kings 17, sir, Jezebel was coming into the kingdom of Israel. The Bible says Jezebel was the daughter of Etbar, the king of the Sidonians. Now if you study a bit of history Ethbal was a wizard. And he knew that Israel worshipped Yahweh. For Jezebel to control the kingdom what did she do? She brought 850 prophets of Baal. That woman was a walking principality. 850. Prophets of Baal and Ashtoreth, And they came and established. She established altars for them. All over the kingdom of Israel. Such that they took over the spiritual atmosphere. That it was whatever she wanted. That everybody would do. Look at it. God. I mean Elijah. Had called fire down from heaven, killed four hundred and fifty prophets of her. He said, "Jezebel is coming tomorrow." He carried his bag and started running. Are you still here with me? God spoke to Elijah before you go. Anoint Jehu to be the king of Israel. The man didn't anoint Jehu. He left Jehu behind and went. Because what? They said, Jezebel is coming. He started telling God, Lord, I'm not better than my fathers. In fact, I'm resigning. I want to die now. He started his resignation letter. He wrote his resignation letter. And told God he wanted to die. The ministry of Elijah was not supposed to end at that time. He ended it. Why? Jezebel was coming. 850 prophets all over the land. After Elisha anointed Jehu, and God specifically said, thou shalt smite the house of Haab, thy master, to avenge the blood of Naboth, and the blood of all my servants. Are you still here? So, Jehu was anointed. Now, Jehu was a captain in the army. He wasn't a recruit. He was anointed with an assignment. Go wipe out the family of Jezebel. And he had killed Joram. He had done so many things. They told Jezebel, Jehu is coming. The Bible says she went and did makeup and sat down. I was waiting for (laughs) him. That's not ordinary. Women, I pray for you. Your husband will not meet Jezebel so. Ah, I thought the women will shout a loud day, amen. It's true. The man God anointed to wipe out the family of her, to kill her was coming with an entire army against her! She was supposed to run! She sat down, did make up, crossed her leg and was waiting. She carried something that was stronger than the army of Israel. Jehu too was wise. When Jehu got there, you will notice that Jehu didn't climb upstairs. If he had climbed upstairs and have seen Jezebel, that would have been the end of his ministry. He would have repented there and would have become an assistant of Jezebel. So Jehu was down and said, who is there? And I'm sure he was looking down. Who is there? And two eunuchs came and said, we are here, sir. He said, throw the woman down. He says the people of the world understand this. In this particular town, sir, these people, they own most of the properties in this UK. How? They have these men who walk around. Every day, moving around. 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 And as they were moving around, they shifted. They moved up. And things began to change in their favor. Church. Ah, don't take things lightly. Goliath said, Am I a dog? Do you come to me with stars? He shifted. Look at the response of David. The moment David saw that. This is no longer between me and Goliath. (laughs) We've moved to another level. The Bible says, verse 44, let's read verse 44. Look at what David said. David quickly understood that, ah, so this man knows this day. Look at him. And the Philistine said to David, Come to me and I will give thy flesh unto the fowls of the air and to the beasts of the field. Verse 45, verse 45, quickly, 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 quickly. Then said David to the Philistine, Thou comest to me with a sword and with a spear and with a shield. but I come to thee in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom thou... Has has defied. David (laughs) said, It's now a battle between gods. It's no longer (laughs) us. See, the forces. the 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 limitations you are facing the resistance you are facing you are facing it's now in the realm of the gods let the gods take over are you still here with me and that is why you cannot give up in the place of prayer and spiritual warfare that's why you cannot give up in the place of fasting let the gods take over let the gods take over let the gods take over and David said today I'm going to kill you, I'm going to cut off your head and the whole world we know that there is no God like the God of Israel David understood that it is now a battle between the gods let the God that is the greatest, let him win and the Bible says Psalm 62 verse 11 he said once have God spoken and twice have I heard that Power belongeth unto God. All other gods, they are the works of men. You are the only God, Baba. There is no all other gods. We are taking three prayer points this morning and after that i want to pray for you and please if you know you can pray where well, where you are relocate to where you can pray relocate to where you can pray this is a matter of destiny the first we want to pray tonight Every Power on assignment, walking behind the scenes to frustrate my destiny to frustrate me in life to frustrate my family you will pray oh god arise let them be scattered are you ready to pray lift up your voice say after me say every power oh my god i is that the loudest you can shout say every power that is at work behind the scenes, against my destiny, against my family, oh God, arise, let them be scattered. now, in the name of Jesus, come and pray, thank you, Father, thank you, name we are praying. Let me hear you shout that amen. Time and chance. You don't know when you're gonna have this opportunity again. And that's why you must not let this opportunity go. It is better to lose your voice and gain your destiny. It is better to look uncivilized and fulfilling life it is better it is better we want to pray to god we want to ask god the law of substitution in proverbs chapter 11 verse 8 the bible says the righteous is delivered out of trouble and the wicked cometh in in instead in isaiah 43 verses 2 and 3 he says when you pass through the rivers I will be with thee and through the river and that is an overflow thee verse 3 23, verse 3 he said verse, verse 4 since thou was precious in my sight thou has been honorable I have loved thee therefore will like I give men for thee and people for thy life we want to pray to God every evil plan that they have already prepared for you the honor of evil lord let them begin to carry it because god said you are delivered from trouble you are going to pray this for yourself you are going to pray this for your wife you will pray for your husband you will pray for your children Children, you will pray for your parents. A man died in the place of Mordecai. The Egyptians died in the place of Israelites. Lift up your voice. Say, honors of evil, Lord. Carry your Lord by fire. In the name of Jesus. Say, every evil that have been planned for me and my family, and my household, I escaped, I escaped, I escaped in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name, we are praying. Can I hear a louder, rain? We are taking the last prayer point. Powers walking where? Behind the scenes. One way powers walk behind the scene is to travel through bloodline. To travel through what? Bloodline. Now when forces of the enemy are traveling through bloodline people don't know. That's why you see some patterns being repeated. Father had child outside marriage, son had child outside marriage, uncle had child outside marriage. Traveling through bloodline, somebody divorced, then it begins to run in the family. When you look through the scriptures in the family of Abraham, there is a pattern that traveled through the family that had to be broken, and that is that somehow along that family. The moment they see beautiful women, they run into problems. Abraham's wife, Sarah, was so beautiful that the kings were fighting to have her. You remember? Isaac was to marry. Who went to choose the wife for Isaac? The servant of Abraham. When he, he got to the place where we choose the wife, that thing arranged to make sure that it was still a beautiful woman he got for her. Jacob. If you read the book of Genesis, when he got to Laban, Laban had two daughters one was Leah, one was Rachel. And the Bible said Rachel was beautiful. If you read Genesis 29, verse 11, the Bible said the moment he saw so Rachel, he started crying. Why? The moment they see a beautiful woman, something happens to them. And that will become a weakness that would hinder that family, because God said in Genesis forty-nine that the scepter shall not depart from Judah, and the lawgiver from under his feet, until Shiloh comes. Unto him shall the gathering of his people be. That means the family of Judah was to produce the king in Israel. But in Deuteronomy, open there, chapter twenty-three, verse two. I want to show you something. Deuteronomy 23 and verse 2. Deuteronomy 23 verse 2, God said something. He said, a bastard shall not enter into the congregation of the Lord, even unto his tenth generation. That weakness was going to hinder the prophetic destiny over Judah. Because down the line, Judah will see his daughter-in-law, who is beautiful and he will sleep with his daughter, in law, and will give birth to twins. You know the story. What does that mean? It means for kings to come from that lineage, we will need to wait for another 10 generations. Are you still here? Now, if you go to Matthew chapter 1, from verse 1, count it, from Judah to David, was 10 generations. Judah to David, was 10 generations. How come? that the prophetic destiny of the lineage of Judah was delayed. It was delayed because a power was traveling through their bloodline, walking behind the scenes. That was why when David slept with Bathsheba and she came back to the first child, that child had to die. Why? If that child didn't die, God will have to wait for another 10 generations. And that is why this morning I want us to pray this last prayer. Every power traveling through my bloodline. walking against me. Against my destiny. Tonight, they, they must be destroyed. Is somebody ready to pray? Psalm 64 verse 1. The Bible says, let God arise. And let his enemies be scattered. There are some of us here. What is traveling through your bloodline is poverty. And that's why you've been struggling financially. No matter how hard you work is traveling through that bloodline? So it is marital problems. That's why, no matter how beautiful, they will always make a mistake to marry the wrong person. Because marital problem is traveling through the bloodline. Are you ready to pray? Lift up your right hand, say with me. Say every power. Oh my god, I'm not hearing you. Say every power walking against the seals walking behind the scenes traveling through my bloodline to walk against my prophetic agenda to walk against my prophetic destiny oh god arise let them be terminated now in the name of jesus Name we pray, please lift up your right hand to heaven. I want to pray for you. I don't know who you are today, but I hear in my spirit that there is a power walking behind the scene through your bloodline to frustrate you, to frustrate you in spite of all your hard work in spite of all your effort today as we lift up this right hand before the Lord I pray let the anointing of God locate you right now in the mighty name of Jesus I command those powers break by fire break by fire break by fire by the power in the Name of Jesus, I declare that covenant that is making them to travel now. Uh, your bloodline, let the covenant be broken. Let it break. Let it break. Let it break. Let break. Let it break. Let it break. Let it break. In the name of Jesus, Amen. Amen. the hand of the Lord is touching some individuals right now. In this place, 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 don't wait for me to lay hands on you. The Lord is touching you wherever you are. The Lord is touching you wherever you are. The Lord is touching you wherever you are. Yokes have been broken, buttons have been lifted. Yokes have been broken, buttons have been lifted. Come on, receive that touch from God. 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 Let there be healing. Let there be deliverance. Right now, right now. Let the yoke break. Let it 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 break. In the name of Jesus.